0: Imagine this, you've taken the day off from work, maybe several days off, you've packed a bag, maybe you arranged to have a babysitter watch your kids, or a pet sitter for your dog, you've arranged for a ride, told a friend or a family member to be on standby, you spent the entire night restless and unable to sleep, you haven't eaten or had anything to drink since yesterday, you finally check in with the front desk have all your information taken by multiple people, only to find out that everything has been canceled. How did this happen? It's so unfair. Now, I know you were thinking I was talking about a canceled flight, but I'm actually talking about your surgery. Believe it or not, canceled surgeries happen all the time, and they are just as, if not more, frustrating. So on today's episode, Deanna and I are going to share the reasons why this happens and what you can do to prevent it from happening to you. This is The IV Drip, a podcast designed to give you the dish on health topics you need to know but didn't know to ask. We are your hosts, Dr. Malia Mohideen and Dr. Deani Becky. We're both Harvard-trained anesthesiologists and besties.
1: Join us as we explore hot topics that are rarely discussed, but can have a huge impact on your life. So case cancellations is like our daily occurrence. It's like, it, it sucks, but its it's our lives and we have to talk about it.
0: Yeah. But thankfully I don't have those in-flight riots, like those fights or get cussed out by passengers. I mean, I see those videos online and I feel I can't even watch them. I feel so bad for the airline staff.
1: Seriously. Bless I, them. Bless the flight attendants. I would compare us more to the pilots who are, you know, protected in the cockpits. And and it is the reality. We are always compared to pilots because there are a lot of similarities. Um, just like pilots, we need to make sure we can safely take off and safely land. So before we take off or start a case, we run through a whole checklist to make sure it's safe to do so. Just like a flight, there are reasons for cancellations that are completely outside of your control.
0: Right. Um, things that would be outside of your control would be staffing issues. Like a lot of other, other industries, we are still feeling the effects of the pandemic.
1: Or the surgeons unavailable, held up in another facility, or equipment malfunctions. Yeah. But today we're gonna focus on things you can control.
0: Oh, which is a good aside. It's a good life lesson in general.
1: Wow. Mama Maliha's coming out right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just take a moment, focus <laughs> on what we can change and not get too worked up about the things that are outside of our control. Easier said than done, I know.
1: Good tip, mom, good tip. So these are the top reasons that you can control. Number one, you are not adequately NPO, and by that we mean nothing by mouth prior to surgery.
0: So what this means is you cannot have clear liquids two hours before surgery, or a light meal six hours before surgery, or heavier food or a heavier meal eight hours before surgery. And when we say nothing, we mean gum, mentos, Tic Tacs, coffee, not even chew tobacco that day.
1: Chew tobacco. Girl, I didn't even encounter this until I became an attending. And even though that's not food, we still count it. So just don't do it. (laughs) So now why is that even important? No, we're not cruel. We're not in intermittent fasting. But believe it or not, even a bit of liquid or the act of chewing gets your whole gut working and moving.
0: Yeah. You know how your stomach can growl when it knows a good meal is coming that is the sound of the gut being activated
1: now when you have surgery we don't want your gut activated we don't want you to aspirate which is a fancy word for getting small particles or food stuck down into your airway or throwing up when you sleep even the smallest particles can get cause pneumonia in your lungs and really harm your recovery now some people can relate to this when they have bad heartburn like me you go to sleep at night and you have terrible reflux that's actually really highly acidic stomach juice traveling up the back of your throat, burning. If it's really bad, it can go down your airway and really make you feel terrible.
0: Yeah. I mean, or have you ever been talking to someone – um and you take a huge swig of water and it goes down the wrong way like you're laughing together or you know and you just cough and you cough and your eyes water and depending on how much went down your airway it can feel super uncomfortable and your chest could get really tight
1: Malia, this happens to me at the wrong moment every single time I know at an it's always like in a conversation <laughs>
0: job interview. Yeah. Like, hey, nice to meet you. And they catch you off guard. And you're and choking. Thing you
1: do. Yes. They want to do CPR. <laughs> it's
0: and You're embarrassing. putting your finger up going, I'm fine. I'm fine. Hold on one second. Yes.
1: <laughs> but anyways, the worst case scenario is vomiting under anesthesia and damaging your lungs. So for this reason, take it seriously because we do. Don't eat or drink anything on the day of surgery unless otherwise instructed. Otherwise, your case could be postponed or canceled.
0: Okay, number two, you don't have a ride. You need to have someone, a responsible adult, who can drive you home safely after you recover from surgery.
1: Now, in this day and age of Uber and Lyft, many people think that qualifies as a safe ride home after surgery, and it is not, okay? Think of it this way: Would you put your drunk friend who might throw up into a random car and send them home and hope for the best? I hope you're saying no. And if you said yes, well, um, we didn't hear it and we may need to reevaluate some friendships here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just irresponsible to send anyone home without making sure that they are, have a safe way of getting there. So please make sure you have a reliable ride arranged. Many of you will drive long distances to the surgical center. Here where I practice in Arizona, I often have patients from out-of-state visiting. So if you're staying in a hotel, have someone you trust available.
1: Speaking of traveling, our number three reason is you're feeling sick. It happens. Fever, sore throat, untreated UTI, a weird-looking new rash, especially right now with Active or recent COVID infections, all those can delay a surgery. So if you're ill, save yourself the aggravation, call the surgeon's office, and just reschedule.
0: General anesthesia and surgery put the body under a lot of stress. And sometimes, if your body's already trying to fight off an infection, adding more stress can lead to a bad surgical outcome, which everyone wants to avoid.
1: Number four, now this is a tricky one to explain, so bear with us. You didn't stop the right medication in advance. Some meds need to be stopped before surgery. Often it depends on the type of surgery you're having, but medications that need to be stopped in advance usually include blood thinners like Plavix, aspirin, and Coumadin, diet pills that often have amphetamines.
0: Including over the counter, like from GNC, which is a whole nother episode we're gonna to have to put together about the things people are buying over the counter,
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and some medications that are commonly used to treat high blood pressure, like aCE inhibitors,
0: um just side note real quick, speaking of drugs, if you are on any illegal drugs or intoxicated or high and the surgery isn't an emergency, then your case will likely be canceled as well.
1: We're just saying. (laughs) Yeah. I understand that stopping some meds in advance and keeping others going can be very confusing, especially because some meds have to be held for 24 hours and others need to be held for as long as a week. So please, if you have a long list of meds,
0: or Nana has a long list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, there, Maliha. There goes Mama Malia again. You're really coming out today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's always Nana. It's always Gramps and Grandma. That's true. That you know. To be fair, that's just my. That's where the, the when you look at the stats, that's where who has the longer list. Of
1: no, guys. you're absolutely correct. You and are can't athlete.
0: usually remember the long list.
1: You are absolutely correct, Mama Maliha. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So if it's you or Nana, make sure you review the list with your surgeon's office well in advance.
0: Okay. Speaking of Nana, I just had a patient last week who was elderly, very sweet lady, but she was on multiple meds. And so the nurse calls me from pre-op to tell me that the patient's blood sugar is 286, which is really high. Just as a reference point, most of us are below 100. And um, apparently she just stopped all her meds because she got so confused and overwhelmed by all the instructions that she was like, you know what, I'm just going to stop no more and went off for a whole week. So for a diabetic patient, that can be very dangerous.
1: We see this all the time. You know, people get so inundated with the instructions, they're overwhelmed and they go to the extreme. Either they take all their meds or they take none of their meds. Yeah. So ask for very clear instructions and have them repeat and review them well in advance. That leads into our number five, which is a bit of a medical bucket. High blood pressure, and we're talking scary high, or new heart arrhythmia, which is a funky heart rhythm. A lot of times you didn't know about it, but we find it on the morning of surgery when the nurse takes your vitals.
0: Yeah, it's actually a blessing in disguise if you're thinking long term, but at the time in the moment, it's really frustrating to find out that you have something out of the ordinary, especially when you're feeling perfectly fine. And this happens more often than you would think. It actually happened to me today. I had a completely healthy patient, a 43-year-old female with a heart rate, a resting heart rate of 33. Okay. Baseline.
1: Yeah. That's really low, Malija. Yeah. To now, like, be finding out and have it checked out.
0: Exactly. But she was cool with it, so.
1: Good, good. You know, and that's that's what we do. We just have to make sure that you're optimized.
0: Right. And that's a term that you're going to hear a lot in medicine or especially anesthesiologists. We say that a lot.
1: That's our favorite word. Mm -hmm. our favorite word. (laughs) So going back to the pilot analogy, you are on the plane. The pilot wants to make sure that the plane is optimized as possible before we take off so we can ensure a smooth flight and landing. Optimized doesn't mean perfect. It means the best possible condition We can get you in. And that's going to be different for everyone.
0: Totally. We don't expect you to be running the mile in under 10 minutes, which sadly, I think I can barely do now.
1: (laughs) Girl, what? (laughs) I don't think I ever could. Now, if you're having a life-threatening emergency or if it's very urgent, like a motor vehicle accident or your appendix is about to burst, we just go ahead and do our best and say a prayer. Lots of prayer.
0: That's a lot of prayers. Yeah. But thankfully, most of the time the surgery is not an emergency and there is time to get optimized.
1: optimized. Yeah,
0: that's such a that's such a jargony. Now I'm starting to resent that word. It's such a like a I know. It's like how business people are like circle back or put a pin in it or <laughs> you know, whatever all those words are.
1: Oh my gosh. But anyways, um, so yeah, we recommend you visit your primary care doctor before surgery to get a quick checkup, particularly if you have a history of heart problems or high blood pressure.
0: Yeah. And many surgeons request that you see your primary care doctor or your cardiologist to get a clearance form, is what they call it, Um, which is like getting a permission slip that says it's safe to go on this trip. (laughs) It's safe to proceed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was another mom thing. Okay. But yeah. listen to them. It helps us to see all those office visit notes in advance.
1: Absolutely. So we covered a lot in today's episode and to recap, one, stay and pee out.
0: Number two, make sure you have a reliable ride.
1: Number three, postpone if you're feeling sick like a fever or still recovering from an infection.
0: Number four, stop the right meds in advance.
1: Number five, see a PCP in advance and make sure you are optimized.
0: Optimized, okay. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, thank you for joining us. We hope this really helped you feel more prepared for any upcoming surgeries for you or Nana. For more IV drip, check out our website at theivydrip.co and email us with your stories, comments, and questions at info at We love to hear from you all. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and spread the love. Now, for the random tip of the day, Dion.
1: Tip of the day. Avoid metal sharp pins or clips in your hair. Soft scrunchies are best. Keep in mind, you're laying down on a firm bed, and sometimes those accessories can really dig into your scalp. So, you're going to be waking up from your surgery with some headache. You don't yeah, need that. Yeah,
0: that's what you, you don't need that. Need. like, what did you do to <laughs> my head? Like, yeah, we oh.
1: didn't do anything. We didn't Take do the anything. Out. <laughs>
0: that's the bobby pins. <laughs>
1: If you have a great tip to share, please email us at info at co.